Well, hello. You guys, do y'all know that y'all are really awesome? Okay, cool. You guys came before spring break and with the whole coronavirus thing. Like, y'all are awesome. We're told not to be in crowds of more than 50. And there's more than 50 of y'all, so power to you. I think y'all are awesome. Um, I had stuff that I was going to say about mission trips, but they're not happening. So if you're going on the Morgantown one, I'm excited for y'all. I think uh, before, when we, before we end tonight, we'll uh, say a prayer over you guys um, as you represent WVU uh, for the Lord. Uh, but yeah, I'm super pumped you guys are here. You guys are awesome. We love you guys a lot, if you don't know that. Um, and I am expectant uh, for what the Lord is going to say tonight to each of us. So we're just going to get right to it. You guys know the drill. We are in a sermon series right now called Letters, uh, and we are looking at four of Paul's letters, right? And so have you guys enjoyed this? Have you, has anyone been reading the letters, like with their small group and stuff? Yes, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm excited for what the Lord's going to say. You know, Paul wrote these letters to encourage, to challenge, to correct, to teach, to bring to life uh, Jesus, and not only for his hearers then, but for us today, right? And so I know that's been happening for me, and I am excited for what the Lord's going to say tonight through Paul's letter to the Ephesians, right? So we started that last week. Um, So we're just going to jump right into the scripture, and I actually asked my friend David Gillum, he's going to come up and read our scripture for him, for us, so give it up for David. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. I'm asking to read it one more time, so we get it. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Thank you. Give it up for David. Sweet. We used to do that more often, and I don't know why we stopped. Have you guys come up and read? So thank you, David. You're bringing back a new era, maybe. Maybe not. This may be it. But um, Well, if you guys, uh, if it wasn't clear, if it's not clear from the slide, there are, oh, go back. There are two words that are underlined. So what do you think we're talking about tonight? Wisdom. Sweet. You guys are pretty wise. Uh, you got it. Um, but yes, we're talking about wisdom tonight, right? What is wisdom? Where do we get wisdom from? Why do we need wisdom? And what is the cost of living without wisdom? Um, these are all very important, very big questions, and they have even more important answers that we need to look at. So how many of you, we'll do this by show of hands, how many of you will admit that as 18, 19, 20, however old you are, how many of you admit that you probably need more wisdom in your life? Ayo, right. Um, if we look back at our lives, I'm sure we can probably be like, man, I really wish I was wise at that point, right? Some of y'all probably more than others, I'd imagine. Um, who's ever thought this? Why did I ever date that bum, right? Like, so hands went up, right? Um, and you're just like, you're just like, man, I wish I would have listened to my friends or my parents. I wish I would have had wisdom because then I wasted all this time and money and effort on this bum, right? Or uh, maybe this, how many of y'all, probably the guys, maybe the girls, how many of y'all have ever had this thought, why did I eat 20 blazing wings at Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Like, <laughs> you're like, you're probably like, man, I wish I had the wisdom to know about the trip to the toilet later. Like, oh, 
Yes. Or <laughs> take an example from my life, right? Why in the world did I ever think drop kicking Jeff over a concrete floor was ever a good idea? Look, I, I wish I had the wisdom to know I have a big old piece of metal in my arm forever now. Right? And it costs a lot of money. But, right? We, insurance, it's great. The original bill was way more. But uh, I think all of us can confidently say, right, that we probably need a little bit more wisdom in our life, right? But what if I told you that having just a little bit more wisdom isn't actually what Jesus wants for your life? What if I told you that Jesus isn't concerned with just adding a little, another little notch to your belt called wisdom, but instead he wants every decision and every choice you make to be based out of real, true, godly wisdom. Every decision, every choice. And what if I told you that there are a few things in life, if anything, is important for you as a college student to gain as wisdom? The simple reality, if you don't know this, we make decisions almost every moment of every day. You guys are making a decision right now to listen to me, right? And then you'll have to make it again in a minute when you get distracted. <laughs> Nick, Nick looked away. He was like, I'm not listening. <laughs> we, ha we make decisions, and every decision has a consequence, whether good or bad, small or large, right? Um, and whether we believe it or not, the Bible says that the king of the universe, God himself, cares about every single decision you and I make. He takes note of them, and it's his desire that we would choose wisdom. But if we're honest with ourselves, which I hope we are, it's not good to not be honest with yourself, then we can admit that apart from God, on our own, we don't often make the wisest choices, and we don't often know what's the wisest decision when we're faced with things in life. How many of you guys feel like you know what the wisest career path for your life is? <laughs> one hand, <laughs> right? The, the one that's going to be the wisest for your sake and for the kingdom of God. Or how many of you guys feel like you know how, you, you feel like you wisely know how to handle money, right? Anyone? Okay. Now, are you confident enough to teach someone and give them wisdom? Okay, cool. I'm not saying you can't, but I'm just trying to, you know, figure it out. How many of you guys have ever been upset or angry at someone? Raise, keep your hand up if that someone's in this room. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't want to start. Any, Nick's looking at his sister. You're famous tonight, Nick. Uh, right? They hurt you. They offended you. And you're kind of like, okay, do I say something? Do I bring it up? What's the wisest response? Do you bring it up? Do you not? What's wise? Right? Or um, there's homeless people outside, right? What's the wise way to treat them when you leave Chi Alpha tonight and they ask for money or for a ride? What's the wise, I mean, is it wise for you to live with the roommates that you currently have? Charles said, is it wise for you to live alone? Some of y'all really got to think that. Is it wise that I live by myself? Is it wise for you to hang out with the people you spend the most time with? Is it wise for you to, to, you know, go after and pursue a guy or the girl that you like? Or things can get really serious, right? We're not, you know, life isn't all like sunshine and daisies. What happens, what's the wise way to help someone when you got a friend or a family member that comes to you and they just like pour out, just like tragedy and heartbreak? 
What's the wise way to respond? What's the wise way to respond when they tell you that they're struggling with depression or, God forbid, that they say they don't want to be here anymore, they don't want to live? What's the wise way to respond to that? I mean, I hope you guys are beginning to see that wisdom from the most mundane, menial little things like, should I eat 20 blazing wings tonight? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Or, how do I talk with someone and give them wisdom, not just what I think, but wisdom for their lives when they're going through real heartache and hurt. Every action and every decision we make, is, it, it has consequences, right? And God, His desire is for us to make wise choices, to be wise. And if we're to live in the freedom that God wants for all of our lives, then we desperately need wisdom, True wisdom, godly wisdom, wisdom that comes from beyond us, but from a source and a person who's far wiser and far more capable than we are. So looking at the verse again, Paul says, Be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. He gives us a warning. He he says, Be very careful, right? Be very careful how you live your life. This he in short, what Paul is saying is like, look. If you read the, 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 the 14 verses before, he's essentially saying, look, the days we are living in, they're pretty messed up. And as a believer, you are called to be a light in the darkness that pushes back that darkness. But to be that light, you have to make sure that you live wisely. Right? If you live in an unwise way, then every opportunity God, God puts before you is going to be wasted. Right? If you're going to be light that pushes back the darkness, you have to live in a wise way. Paul is adamant that to be right before God personally and to be effective for God outwardly, we have to live wise lives submitting to godly wisdom. And so, um, y'all, there's a lot on the line if we don't choose wisdom. There's a lot on the line. We can really screw up our own lives pretty badly. When I asked some of y'all, I said, you know, who, who, who needs a little bit more wisdom? I'm sure there's a couple of y'all that were like, man, I really wish. I really wish. Like, I mean, some, some really catastrophic stuff. And the other part of this really scary is you can screw up other people's lives pretty bad. One unwise choice. You can, you can wreck someone's life. Now, I'm not saying this to, like, make you feel bad, but if it scares you, that's good. It should scare you a little bit. This is what Paul is trying to get at. He's trying to get across that, look, in our generation, in his generation, and in our generation, we have to live wisely if we call ourselves followers of Jesus. And I I think Paul gets this point across by his choice of words. Um, He uses the words wise and unwise. And so if I were to ask you guys for a synonym for wise and unwise, my guess, I could be wrong, my guess is a lot of you guys would probably say the words right or wrong. Am I right in that? No? Okay, some people. Well, maybe I'm the only one. Um, But it's interesting. Paul doesn't use, you know, live in a right way rather than a wrong way. He says live in a wise way rather than an unwise way. And this is important because though these words might seem like a little bit interchangeable, they're not. Um, Paul is keenly aware of this. He's keenly aware of our human tendency, right? So, if there was one question that I'm sure every person in this room is asked, and every human on this earth is asked, it's this. Is it wrong? Is it wrong? We love asking this question. Is it 
wrong, right? Is it wrong to do X, Y, and Z with my boyfriend or girlfriend? We didn't actually have sex, right? Or am I wrong for wanting to be happy? Doesn't God want me to be happy? Right? Or am I wrong that I got mad at them and said what I said? I mean, you don't know what they said to me, right? Am I wrong for buying things for myself? I mean, I earned this. It's my money that I earned. Right? We're always asking the question, is it wrong? Right? And we're, we're t- testing the line, and we're seeing how much farther can I get past it? Right? How far can I get before it's like wrong? And while I'm sure there are a lot of things in your lives that if I were to say, hey, I don't know if that's you know, the best way, you, you, could probably convince, you could probably convince me why it's not wrong, right? Why it's not what you're doing isn't wrong or why what you're doing is right. But that's the wrong question. That's not the question we should be asking. The question, right, that I want you guys to get tonight, the question that, that if, if, if you walk away with nothing else but this, the question we have to ask is not, is this right or wrong, but... Is it wise? There's a huge difference in this. It, do, it may not seem that big, but there's a huge difference in asking, is it wise? Is it wise? If you will ask this question and live out the response to it, then it will radically change your life. Now, like I said, I'm sure most of y'all could convince me why something is right or something is wrong, but we got to be asking, is it wise? So take example, um, you get, right, we said if someone got, if you got mad at someone, right? Uh, Lauren, let's say you got mad at, well, there's two Laurens. Whoa. Uh, both Laurens. Laurens, if you got mad, right, you have two options. You, you, you can say, well, okay, is it right or wrong that I talk to them, right? Do I bring up, he, Sean, Sean hurt my, you know, he said something rude, but he didn't know he said it. Should I bring it up, right? I'm hurt. I'm upset at him. So if you say, is it right or wrong, okay, so you take the world, you ask someone in the world, is it right or wrong? You're going to get people that say, yes, it's right that you talk to them, and what you got to do is you got to stick it to them, right? You got you to fight for you, you need to let them know they hurt you, and you need to make sure, like, like they know that, they, and, and if you're mean, well, they were mean first, right? And you got to stick it to them, don't let people walk all over you. And then there's the other camp that would say, no, it's wrong to talk to them. Don't bring it up. Like, you got to stay away from toxic relationships, right? Like, don't stoop to their level. Get away from them. And then if you went to a Christian community and you asked, is it right or wrong, there'd be some of you in this room that would say the right thing to do, right? It would be right to go and confront them, to say it in love, to say, hey, you know, you hurt me, um, and, and to, to walk through this so that relationship can be restored, But then there's others of you in this room who would probably be in the camp that says, hey, you know, love doesn't keep any record of wrongs. I'm going to forgive them. If they repent, then cool. If not, I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to treat them no different. Right? And so when we ask right or wrong, all of a sudden it's like, well, wait, that's just four different options. But, I mean, y'all, if you ask that question, you could have a thousand different options depending on who you ask, whether it's right or wrong. But the question that we need to be asking is, is it wise? And the reason that this is so important, right, because both those Christian answers, honestly, both the answers that, a Christian, that I gave for the Christian community, both of those are biblically sound answers, right? So which one, you can't ask, is it right or wrong? You say, is it wise? And there's only one in all the universe who knows what is wisest, and that's the king of the universe, Jesus, Right? And so when we ask, is it wise, we're asking him 
Because you're saying, look, you know best. You know what's the way to respond. I give you a lot of examples, right? Here's one that I hope, I hope I don't offend you, but if I do, right? A lot of y'all. Is it right or wrong to spend my money each week going bowling or ice skating or eating out with friends? I know it's not, not criticizing any of that, right? It's awesome. But is it wise? Some of you would say, right, if you asked if it was right or wrong, some of you would say, hey, it's right because I'm, I'm in community, which is awesome. Others of you might say, hey, that's wrong. I don't actually have any money, and so I'm being dumb if I go out every week, right? But the better question to ask is, is it wise? Maybe you don't have any money, but it could still be wise to go and hang out. You may not bowl, but you're still there, right? Or, another example, um, is it wise, you know, or is it right or wrong to marry the person that I want to marry, even though we have different core values, right? Some of you might say, well, hey, it's right because, you know, we, we love each other. We're, we're, we're loving each other in spite of our differences. That's true love. Others would say, hey, that's wrong. That's like adding, you know, oil to a fire. It's just going to explode in your face, right? But the better question is, is it wise, Right? All these examples you go on and on. What, what is the f- wisest choice for your future? What's the wisest way to spend your money? What's the wisest way to spend your free time? The wisest way or the wisest people you should be around? What are the wise choices that advance the kingdom of God? We are faced with decisions every day. I know I'm like beating a dead horse, but we are faced with these decisions. And the, 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 the stark reality, I hope you realize this from your own life, this isn't meant to attack, but we're not very wise. We don't always make, we don't often make the best decisions. But there is one who knows what is wisest. And he's totally and unashamedly willing to tell you. And something interesting, just because something might be right does not mean that it's wise. And just because something might seem like it's wrong doesn't mean that it's unwise. The Bible says that the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. That doesn't mean God's foolish. It just means that even the things that look silly that God does, like, you know, people say, how could he kill his own son? That, 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 kind of, that might seem foolish to be saying that's wiser than every collective genius could ever come up with. The foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Something might, not, might seem wrong, but it might still be wise. And only God knows what's truly wisest. So if we ignore him, then honestly, we have no hope for sound wisdom. Now, I've already said the answer to this question, but I'm still going to ask it. Where do we get wisdom? Where do we gain true and sound wisdom? And the simple, short and simple answer is that godly wisdom is gained from God and God alone. There is wisdom that comes from men, but it's not godly wisdom. There's worldly wisdom, but it's not godly wisdom. True godly wisdom, the, the wise choice. God is the one who knows. And so the Bible says in Proverbs 2, 6, the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And then James 1, 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. If you ask for wisdom, it will be given to you and generously given. Where do we get wisdom? God. Why is it so important to get it from him? Because he is the only one who is truly wise and truly knows what's best, right? And, and I just, just to clarify, 
What, what God would say to me that would be wise might be different from what he could say to maybe Hattie, right? He might say, hey, this is what's wise, right? Not right or wrong, what's wisest for you. The Bible says God will tell you if you just ask. He will give it to you if you just ask. Let me give you an example um, from the real world uh, of just how desperately we need God's wisdom. So how many of you guys have ever, uh, how many of you guys have a, like a sibling or a cousin, someone that's like maybe within like a 10-year age range of you that's gotten married before? Okay, cool. Uh, some of y'all probably like in their wedding or like maybe the best man or the, the yeah, he's, he's, he's excited, uh, maid of honor, um, right? Or maybe just went, right? So what would you do? What would you say? What would be the wise response if tonight you're going home and your cousin or your, your sibling calls you and they're just like in tears and they're sobbing and they're just like, hey, my spouse has been cheating on me and now they're trying to get a divorce so they can go be with that other person. What do I do? <laughs> What's the wise response to that? Now, I didn't just make this story up. This happened to me. I had a family member call me about a year ago, and they said that. They said that was happening. They said, what do I do? Y'all, yeah, I was like 25 years old at the time. I'm 26 now. So 25 then. Been married At that point, I'd been married for less than five years. Never once in my life have I counseled people through that. And in that moment, when he asked me, I was like, I mean, all I could do was say, Jesus, what do I say? What do I say, Jesus? In that conversation, Jesus gave me the wise thing to say. It doesn't matter what I said. It might be different if this happened to you, right? But Jesus gave me the wise thing to say. And over this past year, he's continued to give me wise things to say to my family member. And although the situation has not got much better, I've watched my family member fight for their marriage when other people would say, man, give up. And I've watched him get closer to Jesus rather than bitter and angry. And, you know, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I know that because I said, Jesus, what's the wise thing to say? What, is, what does my family member need to hear? I know that they're in a better place now than they would be if I just kind of gave them what came to my mind first. If I just threw out what everyone else says. And I know this is, <laughs> I know this is like a pretty serious situation. I realize this is not going to happen to most of you. Lord willing, you'll never have a conversation like this. But the reality is, man, we are often in situations that feel like something like that. We're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And we need to cry out to Jesus and say, what is wise? Not right or wrong, what is wise? And James said, he is willing and pleased and, and pleased to give you wisdom. It pleases God that you'd say, hey, I know you're smarter than me. What do you think is wisest here? What is wisdom? Wisdom is not asking right or wrong, right? It's saying, Jesus, I'm looking to you, what you say. 
Right? Why do we need wisdom? Because honestly, we're not that wise. And we, we really don't know what's best. But God does. And where do we get wisdom? From God alone. And the last question, I said it at the beginning, is this. What is the cost of living without wisdom? What is the cost of living without wisdom? The Bible if you ever, I mean, the Bible talks a lot about wisdom. It's not just the book of Proverbs. All over the place it talks about wisdom. And there's two types of people that the Bible says are people who live without wisdom. And their lives come at a great cost. The first person the Bible calls the simple. The simple are the young and the naive. And simply put, they are the ones who are influenced by the crowd. And they make decisions based on other people's opinions, or emotions. The simple are the ones who respond to the crowd. This is every 12-year-old, right? Every 12-year-old is at lunch like, what'd they say about me, right? And then they, they said I can't chug a thing of milk in two seconds. I'll do it, you know, and then they do it. Like, you know, like they said I can't fight them. I'm going to go fight them. It's like, that's not wise. Like, you know, you're going to get kicked out. Um, every 12-year-old, right? Now, how many of you guys have ever met a college student that's still a 12-year-old? Or a 40-year-old, or an old person that's still a 12-year-old, right? The simple, they're not just children. The simple are those who are too afraid to stir the pot to say anything other than what the majority wants to hear. So they, in turn, they don't listen to godly wisdom, and they don't give godly wisdom. They're just, they're just reactors. They, all they do is react. And they're too concerned what others think. But the cost of being simple and going with the crowd, not giving or heeding wisdom, is that often the simple unintentionally bring about not just some, some, some crap in people's eyes, but often catastrophic damage into someone else's life and their own. Right? When I was talking to my family member, if I just said what came to my mind first, if I just said what all the TV shows tell me I should have said, he would be a very bitter, broken, angry person. I know that. If, if, if I wasn't giving wisdom and I was just saying, look, yeah, just you stick, it to, stick, it to your, stick it to your spouse. Yeah, that's what they deserve. You, you get what you, you get, you know, protect you. Don't be in that toxic relationship. He, <laughs> not be in a good place, right? But I said, Lord, what is wise? I don't want his life getting destroyed. I don't want him being in just about as place as his spouse is, Right? We must realize that if we give a hasty or unwise answer to a friend, or if we make hasty and unwise decisions with our own lives, we can do some pretty serious damage just by simply not asking a simple three-word question. Is this wise? Is this wise? Let us not be simple. Let us be wise. And then the second type of person who lacks wisdom and pays a steep price is called the fool. And the fool, is too, the fool, too, causes catastrophic damage. Um, the fool is the person who's blinded by their ego, who's wise in their own eyes, and who listens to no one but themselves. And, you know, I'm not, I'll just say this. I'm not like, these aren't just titles I came up with. Like, this is all over. You go read Proverbs, the simple, the fool, and the wise. They're the three people, the three types of people, the simple, the fool, and the wise. The fool, man, I know some of us have been the fool, and many of us have been around a fool. And they cause a lot of damage, 
right? The, the, the fool believes that they know best, and they make decisions that are in no way wise and no way reflect maturity. And because they listen to no one but themselves, they don't actually have any real wisdom. And their decisions, honestly, are just based on the whims of their emotions. What feels best today? And the fool is a fool because they have not grasped the reality that, that o- the only true source for wisdom is God. And we're kidding ourselves if we think that we have the real source of wisdom in our own lives. Only Jesus has that. But the wise man and the wise woman, the people I pray that every one of us will be, they are those who are not swayed by the crowds. And they are those who are not swayed by their shifting emotions of right or wrong. They are the ones who are influenced by the wisdom of God lavishly given to them when they ask. If you want to be wise, just ask God. We have this saying in Chi Alpha. I love this. I I absolutely love this. You can learn through humility or you can learn through reality. It's just that reality comes with some great costs. You can learn through humility or you can learn through reality. It's just that reality comes with great cost. This is what Paul was getting at when he was saying, look, you got to live, right. like you got to be very careful about how you live, right? If we want to be in the class with the simple and the fool, if we want to have it our own way, if we just want to go with the crowd, then we will learn through, humil- or through reality, and it will be a tough, unforgiving reality. You reap what you sow, but... If we want to be wise, then we will learn through humility. The wise will take the Bible seriously and say, you know what? Maybe someone actually knows better than me. The wise will take what godly men and women who hear from God say seriously. And the wise won't have to experience things for themselves. Our generation says, you you just got to experience it for yourself. No. Be wise. You don't have to experience these things. You don't have to end up on high street to experience the depths of sin. Be wise. Trust the one who said, hey, you don't need to do that. Walk with me. Let us be wise, right? Let us be the wise who not only ask for wisdom, but then actually live it out and practice it. The band can go ahead and come back up. Um, and as they come back up, I was like, okay, Lord, how, how do we respond tonight, Right? Obviously, this question, it's my prayer that this question, is it wise, sticks with you for the rest of your life. It's stuck with me since I first heard it. And it is, it is influenced. <laughs> Heather and I thought about getting a cat. And it was like, we could have argued left and right why it was right or wrong. But when we said, hey, is this wise? The Lord was like, not now. So we didn't get a cat. <laughs> we don't have a cat. <laughs> but for our response tonight, I want you guys to ask a question to yourself. It'll be on the screen in a sec. And then I want you to answer it. Honestly, it's just a yes or no. Or it's not a, yeah, it's a yes or no question. But then I want you to actually do something. I want to challenge you to do something about your answer. The Bible says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers, right? And the wise people are those who accept what is true and then practice what is true. So the question I want to ask you is this, who am I listening to? Who am I listening to? When you ask God for wisdom, there are three primary ways that he'll speak. The most common way God will speak to you when you ask for wisdom is through his word, the Bible. 
God's primary way that he communicates to man is the Bible, which means if you're, if you're seeking wisdom, you got to open it up. And hey, look, there's this thing called Google, which is great too, because you can say Bible verses about. It's awesome. I do it all the time. This, the following way, the second most common way that God speaks to us and gives us wisdom when we ask is through godly men and women, right? Men, men and women who are obedient to God and who he's not, he doesn't just speak to them, but he speaks through them, right? And he uses our life experiences to be able to impart wisdom to our brothers and sisters. And then the final way that God often gives wisdom is by the leading of his spirit through our conscience. And that was where, like, that's where he's like, I just, I know this is the Lord, and I know this is not wise. Right? These are the primary, God, the primary ways God gives us wisdom. But the question is this, who are you listening to? Are you listening to the whole counsel of God's word in the Bible and, this is important, and living up to what it says? Are you listening to wise and godly people in your life and living accordingly? Are you listening to the leading of God's Spirit and living according to His leading? Or are you listening to the crowds and to yourself? After you've spent some time dwelling on this, it's a yes or no question. Who, or, or sorry, maybe it's not. Oops, my bad. Forgive me. Who are you listening to? After you think on that, dwell on that. My challenge to you is to say, okay, Lord, this is one area in my life. Not one of you in this room doesn't need wisdom. I can guarantee that. I need wisdom. We all need wisdom. How do we respond to this coronavirus? What's the wise way to respond? That's one thing, right? But all of us have something. Pick something. And then tonight, before you leave, seek godly wisdom. Before you leave, Tonight, before you walk out those doors, open your Bible or get on your phone and Google search verses about. Or go to your small group leader or to your resource leader or to someone on staff and seek godly wisdom. Or get on your knees and say, Lord, you got to speak to me. You got to lead me. Or heck, do all three. We want to be people who are wise. And the wise are those who ask God, ask people who are godly, seek his word, and then practice what's wise. God says that if we ask for wisdom, he will give it. He'll give it. He'll lavishly, joyfully. It it pleases him to say, yes, you're not too prideful to try and do this on your own. You are humble enough to approach me, and I love to tell you what's wise. So let's trust God and seek his wisdom and live in the freedom that comes from living a wise life. Let me pray. Jesus, thank you for my friends here, God. I pray that tonight those three words, that three-word question would be ingrained in our heart. Is it wise? Let us filter our decisions in life, God. Lord, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to, to freak out and be like, well, should I eat this or is this is it wise to eat an apple today? We don't have to, to get that. We don't have to get weird with it, God. But let us believe that even the most minor things you care about. Let us believe that you will, you will give us wisdom as we seek it and we will trust 
the word of your servants who wrote this in the Bible, God, that you are abundantly, generously pleased to give us wisdom when we ask. We love you, Jesus, and we trust that you'll speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.